there's no like diet. Yeah. It's whatever diet fits your life without overeating every day kind of thing. Right. right? Which is a behavior thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because realistically, no one is like, I mean, people might feel like they're hungry 24 seven, but there's usually probably a deeper cause to that. This is a serious story. It's actually really interesting because I think all of my clients that come to me for nutrition and just general help with getting, you know, in line, their eating behaviors, you know, and relationship around food and all that. I think they all probably experience this, if not all, nearly all of them for sure. But I don't think anyone is honest about it. And I don't think it's because they willingly lie or deliberately lie. I think it's because they just aren't even aware of their own feelings necessarily. Like they don't, they just don't know. Uh, but I had a client this past week bring up something where I was like, that's amazing. Like good for you. Cause like, and I'll explain it. So this client, we had a check-in and, uh, we discussed a few different things, just went over like kind of how the week had gone progress support in general, how she was doing, habits, tasks, strategies, what all that was going, challenges that she had, wins that she had, what was going well, what wasn't, all that. And then uh, she brought up the fact that she will, the snacking at night is, the lack of snacking at night is challenging for her, not because she's not able to like uh, satisfy her craving, but it was challenging because she realized that by, uh, by snacking at night, what she was doing is she was satisfying this like, or fill, I should say, filling this void that was just going to have to just sit down and think. And she didn't want to sit down and think with not, just nothing to do, right? Not that she would be bored, but she realized that she had feelings come up when she was not eating. So the That's the, wild. So she recognized that the food was basically uh, like an emotional coping mechanism yeah. for negative feelings or I shouldn't say negative, but uncomfortable feelings that she would have otherwise had flood her brain and she would have had to confront. Wild, right? So it was cool. I thought that was good that she recognized that because then we can kind of address that um, in a gentle way and then move forward. And I think it's like way easier when you know that now. So then uh, assuming we're going to be talking about um, like questions we get from our clients and stuff this episode. Um, did she then like ask you how to, I guess it's not really, and that's like for a psychologist, I guess, <laughs> but like, how do I deal with these thoughts, Tim? Like, do you get questions like that or? No, not really. Like, no? And I mean, I, I mean, in situations like that, like I would definitely tell people, I think I'd recommend you get some like maybe psychotherapy or mm -hmm. someone who can, who's like an expert and qualified in that area, but yeah, no, I honestly, I just give them general suggestions and advice in that kind of realm that I think would help. Um, 
particularly as it relates to food. Um, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, cause, cause I can't really give anything to, I don't know. I know it's, it's hard. Cause now they have, I think they have now, um, like more psychology based things like in personal trainer certifications. Oh yeah. It's a lot more common now. Um, cause I remember back in the day, like it was just like, teach them how to squat, teach them that protein's good. Like, well, and that's still a thing. I it's think you're just, you're just, you are just seeing now, like, I think some more companies come out with like, it, they don't just have a nutritionist now, now they have a nutritionist, then they have a personal trainer, then they have like a psychotherapist on, on team or whatever, right? You have all these different. No, I, I just mean like, um, when you're getting your, because mental health, obviously in the past, whatever, X amount of years yeah, has exploded where people are very open about talking about it. So it's like when I got, when I was like working at Good Life as a PT back in the day, mm -hmm. uh, we weren't expected to necessarily tie in people's like emotions with. Oh, I got what you mean. Like the education around Yeah. The yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, in the yeah. certifications yeah. now, gotcha. they're like putting in like, um, like how to deal with someone that it's not just about like now teaching someone about nutrition. Because maybe they know about nutrition. Yep. It's teaching them how to dissociate the emotional yeah. relationship with food. Yeah. There's like right? a lot more coaching resources out there now that are like designed to help people with uh, helping clients with behavior change, Yeah, which is like primarily emotional and psychological, environmental and social stuff altogether that you wouldn't just, uh, actually it's just a lot more multifactorial and holistic way of looking at it as opposed to like, okay, this person needs to eat less and move more. Um, which is obviously highly reductionist. And then it's like, okay, how do we do that? And I think a lot of people are, I think more open-minded now than they were before. Like what you're saying, as far as like, what does that require? And I think a lot of these education companies rec like, I think understand and recognize that it takes more than just like, here's some nutritional technical knowledge. Um, here's some training technical knowledge and, uh, go ahead and learn how to write a plan and a program and how to talk to a client and be kind and mm -hmm. respectful. And then boom, there you go. Your trainer. I think like they're understanding now it takes a lot more than that, Yeah, you know? And like if you're going to train a robot, that would be sufficient. But I think understanding like humans are highly complex, emotional individuals that have tons of different inputs and are moody. Um, and things happen. Life happens. They have tons of different responsibilities. Yeah. Sleep goes up and down. Digestion goes up and down. People get sick. People die. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like life happens. Exactly. And, and people are not, you know, uh, doing bodybuilding shows where their diet's like crazy, right? So it's like they have to be able to have these behavior changes um, be relevant to their life. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah, basically like the way that you coach people yeah. um, where it's, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, what were you saying to me? There's something like there's no like diet. Yeah. It's whatever diet fits your life without overeating every day kind of thing. Right. right. Which is a behavior thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because realistically, no one is like, I mean, people might feel like they're hungry 24 seven, but there's usually probably a deeper cause to that. Yep. Right. Yeah. hundred so, percent. Yep. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, like even with the client that I was talking about, yeah, I don't know, you know, the, 
I don't know this person super deeply, right? And I'm not sure it's even appropriate that I do. But what all I can do in that situation, I think, is to give them actionable advice that's realistic within my wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, and I think in like her situation, we're probably going to going to go down the route, like the route of, you know, uh, I would, I would say, Hey, if this is something that's becomes like a, or you recognize as like a relatively severe barrier, then, you know, a therapist or someone along that lines would probably be a smart and wise idea for you, um, to work like alongside with me with this journey. But I think like what I can do is basically, I think recommend her to just be aware you know, give herself grace when it happens, but also to, you know, give herself a reasonable amount of tough love as far as like, hey, well, this is, this might be uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean it's going to kill you. And it doesn't mean it's going to be bad just because it feels bad. You know, it's allowed to feel yes. bad. It's allowed to feel uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean it is bad and you're going to be okay. You know, and also, you know, I think it's, this is my, of my opinion, but like swapping in and out different quote unquote addictions Mm -hmm. I don't think is entirely mm -hmm. unethical or wrong because I think we're all kind of low key addicted for lack of a better term to, to different things. So in her situation, we, we may go down the route of being like, Hey, when you feel that way, why don't you go for a walk or why don't you go get up, go get a glass of water, reset and see if you can kind of change, you know, the, I don't know, the, the pattern of what you start thinking yeah. or something. Just interrupt that line of thinking instead of just sitting there. Um, although that is, an, that is an alternative too, or that is an option. Like you could just sit there and kind of, kind of I don't know, swelter in those thoughts if you want to. Yeah, but also it's I don't think like it's bad to get gotta, up and change. You got to start getting uncomfortable uh, being uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Because, and this is, um, this is things that people like deal with where, People think that they need to feel good 24 seven and sorry, I'm going to out you a little bit. I think that sometimes you feel like that too, where yeah, I do, where you're like, why Can am I, I not feeling you? good right now? I, I should be feeling happy and good 24 yeah, seven. And that. that's not realistic. Right. Um, and it's almost not you. If you felt good all the time, you wouldn't know you feel good. Right. <clears throat> so, so it's like, uh, I think people just, um, for lack of a better story, I'm going to call everyone out, just like have a little bit of a backbone and realize that a little bit of discomfort is, is a good thing because it's going to make you more grateful for when you are feeling good. It's going to give you the opportunity to be in a space where maybe you can work some stuff out that you're maybe like having some internal uh, conflict or traumas and stuff. And maybe you have to sit there and be uncomfortable mm -hmm. and like feel the emotions and let them come out so that you can heal. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, um, when, you know, when they realize they've just been masking that and, and taking away that opportunity from themselves with food and via their nutrition. Um, I think, yeah, like it's a shock at first. 100%. It's like, you just have to, like, you're going to be okay. Uh, you're having, you know, you're having these big lifestyle changes that hopefully you can then take with you your whole life. So it's like, that's going to be uncomfortable, right? Any big changes usually going to be uncomfortable uh, immediately. Yeah. Right? It's almost so. like, uh, it's almost like your body or soul or something 
re ego reacting yeah. acutely to the change. Being like, ooh, this, we don't want to go this way because yeah. this is uncomfortable. So we're going to give you uncomfortable feelings so that you stop, change course back to and, what we were doing because we'd prefer to stay that way, even though you know consciously that that was the bad, the route you were on was not sustainable or healthy. Literally like how I'm feeling right now. Like my <laughs> yeah. body does not want to be lean. Yeah. I feel very uncomfortable. Right. I have to sit there yeah. and just kind of like rock myself and be like, you're going to be okay. It's not going to last forever. Yeah, and it doesn't last forever. It never lasts forever. Right. So, yeah. Your body's telling you it's dying. Oh yeah. Four weeks I'm out. feeling it. Yeah. So. Q and A's. No, let's do, uh, let's talk about clients. Oh, okay. We're talking about clients. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, uh, I want to bring this up. So sometimes I notice that, um, and this is just like where you have to keep getting better as a coach. Um, I will, and not on purpose, but I will just assume that something's common sense or I will forget to tell someone something because it's like, I've never done it that way. Maybe. So for, right. for example, I have multiple clients that, so when I cook my food, I add salt after. I cook because then I can measure it yep. appropriately. So I had these clients that were, you know, uh, I'll just, I'll just out them. It was Mike. <laughs> he, sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. We were going to um, do some sodium manipulation on peak, on peak week. And so I'm telling him, you know, okay, so Thursday, whatever, no salt, this meal, this meal, this meal. He's like, well, I already, like, I already cooked the beef like there's already salt in the beef and you're like why is there salt in the beef he's been doing that the whole time like Like, what kind of beef are you buying it's full of salt no he's adding salt i know that's right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's like oh so now i have to tell people add salt after because it's like i i never add it during so i just don't like totally stuff like that right yeah i've done tons of things like that right yeah you just assume like and then you're like oh yeah i guess i can't assume it's just the way i do it or the way i thought everyone did it yeah Mm mm-hmm or, uh, or just clients like you're, you're, you know, say for, for my realm for bodybuilding, you're getting ready for bodybuilding and you don't have things that you should have had months ago. And now you're so close to the show and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I had to tell people that they like, like pick your posing song, not right. like right before the show. Right. Like. What? I don't. Need, I don't know if I would know that. No, I just. Yeah. I didn't. Like, I would need. I would need my coach to tell me. I'm not picking that. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the process. No, is. No, no, no. But you know enough about bodybuilding that you know. Say you're doing your bodybuilding show. Yeah. You're in open bodybuilding. Yeah. You know you have a sec- sixty second posing routine. Yeah. Like. But maybe I don't know the process. Maybe I'm thinking about other things at the time. That's fine. Yeah. But you're. Now one week before your show. Yeah. I mean, I mean like I don't, people do this though. No, I understand. Yeah. So there's reasons they're doing it, right? I just, I just don't get it. But that's what, that's what I know. You're, that's I know. What you're it's, it's you need seeing, to explain it's, it. It's seeing my flaws. You need but to communicate like, that. As, sure. as a coach. Okay. Here's the thing though, too. I wasn't hired as the posing coach. Right. Okay. I'm hired as the coach to get this person shredded. You're not helping, is, you don't help them is, with posing at all? 
uh, they send me posing videos just so I can, it, it, I like seeing posing videos because I like to see the, how they, how they, when they move, how the muscles react. Mm -hmm. Cause like check-in photos are fine. Mm -hmm. You get, you get the gist of it. Um, but in a video when you can see the muscles moving, I like that. So it's like from, from my eyes, it's like how lean they are. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm just a flaw that I had that I had to tell them. I don't know. Yeah. It's just cause like I've had clients in the past where, um, they, I'm their coach. I'm getting them lean. They have a separate posing coach. Gotcha. Right. And then this posing coach works with them and sees them in person a lot more than I see them. Right. right. And then it's the day of the show and this person doesn't win. Um, and we, and I, as the coach, as the physique coach yeah. went and got feedback from the judges and this feedback was that the posing wasn't good. Conditioning was there. The physique was there. Everything. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, then I'm like, okay, well, I did everything I was hired for, you know? So it's like, I guess when I'm hired as like the physique coach, I'm just thinking about the physique. I'm not thinking about, it's just a lesson. Can't assume anything. You make an ass out of me and you. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's it. just, so I'm trying to think. I had some other questions that clients asked me. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of some that I've had. Um. Well, you were, you were saying in the car, um, just people saying, why can't I lose weight? Like, why is my body composition not changing? Right. Oh, I'm going to the gym. Why can't I lose weight? And we were talking yeah, about like, Yeah, those people... aren't clients though. Um, but I'm yeah, sure a client clients has, I'm I, sure... I make clients lose weight. Uh, no, but fair. Yeah, fair, that's not clients. Fair. Clients don't ask okay. me that. <laughs> I mean, they struggle. There'll no, be but I'm sure they has, have, they that... not, have they not initially come to you mm -hmm. and they're just your brand new client? Why can't I lose weight? I'm sure someone's asked you oh, that. Oh yeah, That's your but client. I mean this one, what I'm about to say wouldn't apply to them. There's a spe there's specifically, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, associate this with like losing weight. There's, there's a pro, I know what you're getting at. That doesn't really apply with people losing weight because it's all nutrition. Mm. The, for the most part, the issue is there's certain people. And I think there's a lot of people, particularly in like the gen pop space, you know, so if you're a coach training the average person, which I primarily do, you will come across inevitably a lot of people that don't have a history in sports or athletics, um, haven't been in a gym at all or very infrequently um, in the past. They're not, it's not a comfortable space for them. They don't enjoy using their body in that sense. Um, and, you know, working out is like very much a chore. So people like that will inevitably they still may have wants and needs to look better, feel better, get healthier, all that change their body composition, but they don't under those people typically most commonly will not understand what it takes as far as effort. And what I mean is like effort in the training. So clients that I get that are like, Oh yeah, I used to be a high level athlete. I used to play rugby, hockey, football. I was a sprinter. I was a swimmer, whatever it was. Or I used to be in the gym for 15 years. I went every single day. Um, I actually did a few powerlifting competitions, did a couple body, but whatever, right? People that are like well-versed in gym culture for years. Those types of people generally don't have this problem as far as knowing what level effort it takes to push into that level 
that level required to actually change their physique. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people where it's like, okay, I want to change my body composition. You know, it goes back to the former kind of stereotype I was talking about where the average person that does not have this experience with athletics or using their body in any type of like athletic way, they will assume that, you know, I go to the gym, I will do some squats. You know, I've seen that on Instagram. I saw some like hip thrusts on Instagram. These are all great. I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, disparaging this. These are all true. Do some squats, do some split squats, do some hip thrusts, um, do some pushups, go do some cardio after whatever, right? That all is great. But what they don't understand is the requirement it takes in each of those exercises to actually change your body. Now at the start, we can make some changes with your body and your physique with actually pretty minimal efforts. If that, I don't know if that's the right word, but, um, not a lot of strain because the body's so sensitive at that point. Right. But as you build up tolerance, which is what happens when you train, you have to train more and more to maintain the rate of prog progression, right? So, you know, I think, again, just going back, like these, I think a lot of these people don't understand in their head actually how uncomfortable they have to get to make those changes to their body composition. It's like, you can't just do a set of push-ups and then, you know, your triceps you maybe even your forearms, right? Cause your wrists are bent and then your pecs, maybe even your core. Cause you're squeezing your abs. I don't know, whatever. Right. And it's like, everything feels like it's shaking. And you're like, Oh my goodness, it hurts. And then you're done. It's like, that works great at the start. That's fine. But at some point down the road, and it's probably not that far down the road, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to push past that. You're going to have to be like, can I do one more? I'm going to try, you know, can I do one more? I'm going to try. And then you'll do one more and you're like, okay, let me try one more. And you'll probably do one more. And you'll be like, okay, let me try one more. And then you'll do it. And you'll be like, okay, that's, you know, I fail. I mm -hmm. actually fail. Like I tried so hard and I couldn't move my arms anymore or whatever it is on the exercise. You actually failed. And I think a lot of people are so far away from that point of failing that, but, but it's still work. Obviously, and I don't mean to put that in quotes. It is work, right? But it's just not the level of work or effort that is required at their point to maintain a rate of progression. And they don't just don't see the change yeah. in their physique. It's like, if you want to change your muscle, it's got to be stressed. And that stress exactly. has to hurt in the moment. And you have to push past the point where you're like, okay, yeah, my biceps, if you're doing dumbbell curls, my biceps feel like they're burning. It's going to, it's going to rip off whatever it create any like kind of extreme vision in your head of it, trying to, you know, tendon tearing off the bone. Cool. It's, it's not going to. So try, try harder, do another rep, do another one. You know, that's how initially I put all my muscle on was like, training with people that trained crazy high intensity N not high intensity uh there's no there was no evidence-based words for how we trained this was pure bro training um this was but it'd be just doing just, another rep right just keep going no it was just or, it was more than that though it was like cool you're done you're doing 50 more reps it wasn't just one more. So it was all, it about, was psychotic. Pain. It was all about pain. Like the it more was, we can make it, was, it hurt, it the was better. Severe pain. And one time <laughs> we were, I was training with my old trainer, Jerome Bravo. Um, Shout out Jerome. Jerome, fa fantastic trainer. Um, was a past Mr. Canada. Uh, won his IFBB pro card. Um, he, I would be so nervous before we trained with him. I would like almost puke because I would be so nervous because I knew how much pain I was about to experience. No. I was so, so nervous. Yeah. And 
then the training session's done. It was insane. And then <laughs> briefly, I'm like, damn, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, cycle would repeat and stuff. So, but that's um, a certain person. And I think it can be learned. Well, this, is, this is the thing. But like, some people don't have yeah. that feeling of like, I just, this is enjoyable in a weird yeah, way, you know? Yeah. And I get it. Not yep. everyone is meant to enjoy that necessarily, yep. but I do think a lot of people would benefit from like being like, am I, you know, audit your effort. I think it'd be good to, for a lot of people to do that and be like, if I'm not seeing the changes I want in the gym, forget about the nutrition part. We know that's important, right? That's a whole other conversation. But if you're not seeing the changes you want in your body composition and in 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 your muscle shape and in your muscle size, then it's like you should probably run a quick audit on your current training, specifically run the audit on your effort and audit your effort and see like, next time you go to the gym, be like, just check yourself every single set. Be like, did I, you know, as you're doing the set, be like, I usually stop here. Can I actually do one more? Can I do two more? Can I do three more? Can I do five more? Could I do 10 more if I really pushed it? It's like, you probably have more in the tank than you think. I think a lot of people do. If you're stalling, you know, there's going to be situations where this doesn't apply. But I think a lot of people don't have that grit, you know, like I nice. didn't, I've had, I'm, I still don't probably. Yeah. So like, I'm speaking from like personal experience of someone who's like, that's a weak link for me. So it's like, I've had to learn to like push my intensity and uh, deny my current feelings that it's hard <laughs> to be able to push past that point. And uh, my body starts to change when I do that. That's cool. Yeah. You guys can follow me at SlaysFit. Follow me at Tim underscore MSHC. Please share, rate, and subscribe to the show. Thanks so much for listening. We love doing these. Pretty fun. We'll do another one soon. Peace. Stay peaked.